Think about what you did. But nobody makes it to the end of these things. Come on. The Broken Agenda Podcast. Sponsored by Laughing Rock Technology. <laughs> but we are talking about elders cut mead. Um, I have not had mead in you. I'm definitely going to be buying some of your mead because I am excited to try it. Well, also because it's good. And because I, I've heard it's fantastic. Yes. I literally have heard it's fantastic as I was doing research on the company. Um, but uh, I don't know. How do you guys? Well, why don't you give us your names? Tell us who you are and uh, tell us a little bit about Elder's Cut. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm Scott Grisbeck. Uh, I was the basically the idea behind uh, the company. I, I was... Before this, I owned a uh, raw fermented vegetable company, and we were uh, national. I sold it in 2019, got out of that business, and then um, wanted to continue doing uh, some sort of a entrepreneurial thing in the uh, food and beverage world. Okay. And um, mead seemed like a really cool idea. I had been doing some R&D work on some stuff just in my kitchen uh, for fun. And um, one day I, you know, I, I was like, I was thinking to myself, like, this would be something cool to have, like, at a farmer's market or just like a, a little, I wasn't really thinking about it, having it as a huge company or anything like that. And I needed a place to make it because I started to look into what I had to do and I had to go and get everything turned into like an actual kitchen and everything like that. And I didn't have that space okay. on my property, but I knew he did. And, you know, we've known each other forever. And so I gave him a phone call one day and I said, Carm, uh, can I use your pole barn and turn it into a meadery? Uh, and I'll, you know, I'll pay your rent or whatever. He's like, how about we just go into business together? I was like, well, okay. That's, I, a, I, that's a great buddy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, not my building. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. That's about the depth of the first conversation. That's amazing. And, you know, I, I, I was like, okay, cool. I'll talk to you soon. And then um, <laughs> he did ask. He said, well, "Did you ever make wine before?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "It's a lot like that." I said, "Okay, well, let's just do it together." Yeah, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think you realize what you've got going on here. I've known Jimmy for over twenty years. I asked him for five bucks the other day, and he punched me in the face. Like, those types of friendships don't well, really exist. Don't get me wrong. I didn't ask Carmine for money. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so anyway, um, I brought on board the you know the a lot of the expertise and fermenting stuff and the brand expertise because i have been i've been doing brand work in food since 2000 I and mean, that's what i okay. do for a living and um well now i actually i, I spend my wife's money for a living nice. but... <laughs> are you wait are you a kept man please say yes well, exactly. Not exactly. That's, that's my goal to be a kept man too. I'm, just, I'm doing a terrible job of it, but there's got to be some return on investment here for her. It's well, that's our handsome, perfect bodies. That's how, that's yeah, how we pay them back, right? That's why I got the meat company. Fair enough. <laughs> so anyway, um, from that, you know, Carmine and I are full partners. Otherwise, and you know, you can. Yeah, so, so pretty much from there, we said, all right, well, let's figure this out. So, as you could imagine, lots of, lots hey, of hoops. Give me a sec, give me a sec. Yeah. I hate to interrupt, but pull your mic closer. Oh, I'm sorry. Up with a, uh, <clears throat> he's got to be conscious of it. It took us a little while. Gotcha. So, so what happened was, as, as you can imagine, you had to um, jump through a whole bunch of hoops, right? So, um, and it was right during COVID. 
Oh, right. So um, takes a long time to get feedback, you know. So we had to we had to build this thing out, figure out how to get permits, how to even structure it, and uh, you know get do the whole project. So something that probably should have taken about six months ended up taking about two years, right? So hmm. it, it took a while. Now this also helped because it gave us a good amount of time to get a whole bunch of um, R and D done. Now he had he had brought a bunch of R and D. I mean he was it was good with that. That's but, what I do. But, but we, okay. we got a lot of it perfected while it was taking me a long time to sort of build it out, figure out the permits with my, my younger brother, Emilio, too, who's, who's okay. our, he's a, a, a partner and he's an attorney, right? So he helped us with, the, with, with that. With That's that a handy guy to have on the like team. You need, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, so, it's so much, uh, if you ever take a, a peek at the plcb website you understand it's like it, you you need to be an attorney to understand like how to do it well that was one of the number one things when i realized you guys were coming on i wanted to talk about was i have no idea how you even navigate that it I, takes um, help i don't need yeah, we're kind of hoping that you would help us out with that and we made a lot of phone calls and we call people and ask, we still don't right? know like that you still don't still yeah, know that makes sense and all kidding aside like when when you call them they're, they don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, they're, that, like, that's... they're like, okay, well, we think it's like this, but you might have to call this person. And then, oh, yeah. You then know, you, you have to call that person. And then, I mean, it's till by the time you get your answer, you've called 10 people. You've made a list of answers, and they're not all the same. And, I mean, it took a while. We've had food manufacturers on this show before, and all of them say the same thing. At least we're not dealing in booze in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it's it's everybody knows it. Like it's the most difficult state oh, it, next to maybe Utah in the country to to deal with what you guys do with. I owned a raw fermented food company for thirteen years, and uh, in those thirteen years, I didn't run into the problems. You know, total in those thirteen years that we've run into. In the short period of time that we've been get out of here, selling. really? Oh, it's crazy. And is it all LCB stuff, the liquor control board? Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah not a hundred percent. It it's a, there's just so many issues and taxes and everything, and none of it is put in a way that's easy for someone who's not an expert in it to understand. In fact, I would even say that it's probably not even put in a way that somebody who is an expert can understand it. But if you're not an expert, forget about it. It's 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 really, really difficult. Well if it's um, not if it's clear cut, you can't have loopholes. So I mean we gotta make right. sure we keep those loopholes in uh, there. If there's loopholes, we don't know about those either. Yeah, it's <laughs> <a fair laughs> that just makes it scary that loopholes, you know. It's good. Yeah, I, I, but I mean, we, and we're not trying to loophole anything, to be honest with you. You know, it's just that it is, yeah, there's a, an awful lot of stuff. Now, as Karma and I have said to each other many times, a lot of this is barrier entry. So there's a lot of people who, look, who, who maybe make mead, make wine, make beer, make, you know, whatever, you know, they, all kinds of ideas. And they, hey, maybe they have a great idea, maybe they don't. But then they look at this kind of stuff and they're like, well, I can't do that. Yeah. And certainly, you know, Carmine's dealt with many things in his career so that he's kind of inured to a lot of this stuff. And I was a business owner for 13 years. And so, you know, I certainly have the attitude of, I'll figure this out. Like, you're not going to stop me with this. Right. And so we plunge ahead. Um, sometimes we're ahead of the questions. Sometimes we're asking forgiveness. You know, sometimes we're making quick phone calls saying, please don't shut us down. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> 
We're trying. We're trying to do it. <laughs> I'm laughing. And then I felt really bad. I'm like, you might be serious. Crap. We're trying to do it right, really. We are try- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and I think that the fact that we aren't actually trying to get around anybody's rules for anything makes it easier. We're not trying to hide anything. It's just like, oh, shit, I didn't know how we had to do that. Right. Yeah. Well, so, so like, just a, a simple, you know, something, just to give an example, just something as simple as the label, right? So all the labels have to get approved. Every every word on the label, sizing of the letters, stuff hmm. like that, right? Just font size, everything. Are you, like you have to call it mead with Persian lime. You're still producing mead, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're producing mead. You're bottling mead. Oh, yeah, you're just yeah, yeah. not slapping labels on it. So now, so, uh, oh, so no. now we're now we're all. Oh yeah, this is this is the right. Yeah, so, yeah, no, all I mean, the labels oh, that that in point, your right, story. Right, right. Like, so, so you're not holding up production. You just can't sell. Right. You can't right. market yes, because you don't correct. have final final marketing correct. materials. You can't do anything. Correct. But, so we exactly. had a boatload exactly. of mead in bottles. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you just, still don't know if there's a market for this. Like you could end up with an entire warehouse. Of we meat. did have an entire warehouse. Well, but, but I mean, <laughs> see, that's terrifying. That's like, extremely that's, disappointing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. A whole warehouse full of meat. Yeah. <laughs> I, would like I mean, you know, I mean, it shrunk a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do with something like that? Yeah. <laughs> you go through the Rolodex, yo, man. What's going no. on? <laughs> Just saying, you've, you've been to my bar. You only be polite. <laughs> I'm giving away free bottles of mead. Yeah, wink, wink. Which yeah. is not what we plan to do. <laughs> right. so. Yeah, so, so long story short, we, you're, you're right. So we continued uh, build, building inventory, aging inventory, and um, went, you know, jumped through the hoops. And then, you know, there, there was more hoops of learning how to distribute, right, because all the distribution laws and uh, everything's different. Right, so it's not like just distributing food, right? So even dealing with uh, the Pennsylvania stores, which is even part of our permit, okay. right? still, like it's like starting over again to say, hmm. okay, now we're ready to distribute with you guys. A whole, whole new set of rules and set of people to deal with. Um, and then when, when you start to deal with the private sector, like some of the bigger box stores and the chains, it's a whole thing. So we're pretty early on in that process. What we found was, um, and we should have backed up and started with this. What we also did not want to do in, in our business plan was we didn't want to start with the tasting room, right? So we okay. wanted to be a, a brand and we want to focus on making good mead, right? Make, making a good brand, good mead. And we want to work with restaurants and bars, right? So we don't want to necessarily be our own tasting room. Now, we're not saying we won't down the road, maybe, but that was never really the... Um, was never really meant to be the 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 core of what we do. So if I understand, you're focused more on like the distribution, yes. get it out there, than you are on like the winery type of Correct. approach. Okay. Well, and you, my background was always make stuff sell in stores, make stuff sell in stores. Like I never never sold direct. Um, and was very successful in doing so, and so we have the same idea with this. Uh, but there was another reason too. You know, one of the things is that um, neither Carmine and I. After having, after all of our experiences in the past, neither of us wanted to spend any money on this. Now, I mean, not any, but I made a lot of mistakes in my first company. In uh, you know, with my father-in-law and I, just throwing a bunch of money trying to get the company big, and um, we wasted a lot of money. We really did. It's and easy to do. I, it is. It really I, is. I learned a lot of lessons. It was a very expensive school to go to, um, and so 
one of the one of our founding uh, thoughts on this is don't spend what you don't have to spend. Well, a tasting room is something that you don't have to spend, but you have to, or that you don't have to have. You have to have an idea of how to set, sell it, of course, yep. but you don't have to have a tasting room. But if you do have a tasting room, you're going to have to drop a couple hundred thousand dollars into making that tasting room someplace that somebody wants to go. Yep. And, um, you know, we both have nice properties, but we also have wives who will shoot us. <laughs> if we start to have the public come over to you to drink like the field of dreams line of cars going to your house yeah my wife would murder me too oh yeah yeah, yeah no 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 i'd have yeah. that for a week and then you'd be like okay which pig farmer did you give his body to <laughs> yep so That's... so we we had to do it, do it without the tasting room and so we do we do uh, various large um, festivals um, we are in as many restaurants in uh, Chester and Berks, and we're getting into Montgomery County as possible. A lot of that is for sales, and a lot of that is for marketing too. You know, to get people interested. We're we're in ten uh, of the uh, state stores right now. That's um, impressive because that's a tough market to break into. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. it not quite as tough as you think. They kind of have to do that for you. So, oh, really? So, in, oh. in with, so we're technically a winery license. Okay. okay. So Mead, Mead can fall under two different licenses, but we're, we're under a winery license. And part of your winery licenses is that they'll, um, they offer you 10, uh, 10 of your choice, right? 10 stores of your choice. Ah, then then how well that. you do, then however well you do, depends on how long you stay. And, okay. and how that how that relationship goes? Who who is it now, that offers you the stores like the, the state? The, the state, oh, okay. liquor control board. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the license. So what yeah. did you just go down the list and the, yeah, you, they'll, you, there's yes. data, there's data exactly. to show you how you want to. Do it. Why, okay, so why do they why do they limit you to ten stores? That's just the that's just the how license. Yeah. So it's just the license. we're on a podcast. I'm going to ask that you don't have to answer it, but you said it depends on how what. Well, you do. How well are you doing? Mm -hmm. So Scott can answer that. He's our numbers. Okay. So, okay. We'll say, first off, meat is not the biggest seller in uh, the state stores. Okay. So as we have found out, they were like, okay, well, yeah, meat hasn't caught on in the state stores nearly as much as we had hoped for. But that being said, in those 10 stores where, that we're at, we're about, what, 60% of the dollar sales? And about 40, 45% of the uh, bottle sales. In mead. In mead. In so, specifically. So, and how long have you been in those state stores? A year? One April. Quarter. One quarter. One quarter. So, in eight. one quarter, you've well, basically yeah, taken yeah, eight, roughly one, half the market share? A little bit more than, yeah. But here's the but here's that's impressive. That. We did not take the market share, we grew it. That's grew, right. That's yes. even better. That was, that's well, even that's, better. That's what we want to make sure that the state knows. So the existing mead that was there is still selling. You've yes. drawn people into the mead market. To the best that I can tell. It's hard to tell, but it, we, it didn't shrink. Oh, that's awesome, though. That's really cool. Because you're not, you're not trying to unseat somebody it's else too small in a market. thin market. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's less than 1%. It's actually, it's actually it really? the opposite. Wow. It's like... Well, at first, okay, I'm a competitive guy, and in my old in my old world, I you know certainly looked at it not quite in a zero sum game, but zero sum ish. Okay. Occasionally, we can't do that now. We absolutely can't. And so, what I want to see is 
the mead category become something because right now, even if we got 100% of the sales, it's still not enough. Hmm. You know, I'd rather have like 10 to 15% of a ca- of category sales that are 20 times yeah. that we're at right now. Well, let me ask you something then. So in, in this scenario that, that you're working under right now from your sales and marketing, what is the perfect customer? Like if you, if somebody would walk up and say, hey, I want to work with you, who would it be? Because I'm trying to think through, because we have a lot of people on the show. We work with country clubs, we work with restaurants. And, and so I think, so I mean, we, we could both answer this, but first of all, I, I do think that country clubs are a neat place to, to consider, right? I think okay. um, there's lots of ways we could do that. I mean, because we're small and craft like this, we've even considered, um, doing specific flavors for country clubs and you know like even um you know as as we get more established and we have more time to do things which we're about there um you know we've learned that restaurants that um have like higher end like well like that have a lot more craft brews right so like sort of that that uh market um we've done really good with smokehouses right so our Smokehouses huh. have done well, right? Because historically, mead was has been drank through through history with smoked meat, okay, you know, like roasted meat, and so goat pairs really well with that. Um, so they seem to be our our like sort of low hanging fruit, right? The the no brainers. Well, are, are there a lot of smokehouses around here? Not a lot, but but a couple more. Okay. Around. The the other thing is is that what we found where we've had a, a decent amount of success is, is with places that. Are, okay, so here's a cool thing that you probably did not know. I don't know much. So, <laughs> so um, most bars and restaurants in Pennsylvania have a liquor license that you got to pay a lot of money for, but you can serve whatever the hell you want, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Pennsylvania is actually making it easier and easier and easier to uh, be a producer of alcohol. And one of the things that they've done, if you are, if you have your own uh distillery brewery or winery license and you have any kind of a tasting room or restaurant attached to it as long as you're making your own alcohol and that you're pennsylvania you have a pennsylvania license you don't need a liquor license get out of here but 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 every alcohol you serve has to be from pennsylvania okay so, so for hmm. example, uh, I don't know. Have you ever it, been to It helps Stampede? us work together. I kind of like that. It helps oh, us work. I, I, I mean, I, I wish they would just pull a lot of restrictions. Period. That, that would but actually, least, if you're gonna sweet. pull them, at least encourage local business. Right. Hey, yeah, can I right. can I ask a question? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, so, what about you? Know what I think would be really cool, like like uh, a stand at the Renaissance Fair. So right. Um, that, so we I've talked with them. They <clears> make their own. Um, once a year. Once a year, they're, they're going to give uh, meaderies an opportunity. Oh, that's kind of cool. For how long? For like so a week? A week or, yeah. Okay. And then yeah. you bring the they history it, in. Like mead week. Oh, yeah. You well, know, because the gods, the gods created that. I read up on that stuff, how the gods Absolutely. created that dude, right, yeah. out of their spit. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and 
That'll have to be our next the, product. That should go. That'll be in the back half of the show. We'll that's, get. We'll get. Where the, where the I know. I yeah. saw it. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy so was telling me about this documentary. In the second half of the show, we'll go into all that, and then we'll give Tyler the links to pull that. Look, stuff I'm not gonna up. lie, buddy. I can't look at you with your haircut. <laughs> I can't do this. It's driving me insane. Like I don't know what happened to your head. It. I, it. I didn't. I didn't realize. I, it I like just that. lightened the load a little bit. There's something you know, wrong with your head. You got to grow that hair back. It kept falling to the side. As a bald guy, I feel like I'm the moral authority here. <laughs> on, on short haircuts and uh yeah no it's not it's not good <laughs> but so like, i'll grow it out just for you thank you buddy i appreciate it I don't know, have you ever been to stampede in morgantown yes okay love stampede so go to their bar okay they've got our products but if you look they've got an enormous uh you know uh cabinet full of alcohols whiskeys gins vodkas uh, some wines, and if you look at it, they're all from Pennsylvania, every last one of them. I so they make all that. kinds of cocktails and stuff like that. Huh. Um, there's a few things that they can't do, obviously, but um, it enables Pennsylvania distilleries and breweries and wineries to compete with a lot of other restaurants by, you know, with this. And so, but the, at the end of the day, their options are limited. And so we've had a lot of success with that. You know, that actually explains something else. So my wife, my wife owns her own company. One of her, not one of her, her largest client is the biggest wine and spirits distributor on the planet. And uh, they hate Pennsylvania. Yeah, of course they do. And I always wondered why, but I think this might be part of it. If well, the only in- places that they can sell to, a, that a distributor can even consider selling to is a restaurant. That's it. Because there's no such thing as liquor stores because they're all owned by the state and the state is its own distributor. And that's a big reason they hate it, yeah. And even restaurants do most of their uh, liquor purchasing through the state stores. Makes sense. And so the only distributors that play in Pennsylvania are those that are willing to bring in, you know, rare products that aren't carried by the state stores. To it's it's like there's no market. I mean, you think Pennsylvania is one of the biggest states in the nation. But because of our system, which, by the way, yes, it's so antiquated, but I do have to uh, give the people uh, who run Pennsylvania a pat on the back. It's way better than it was 10 years ago. It is way better. It's, and if you're a certain age, you remember the days when you couldn't buy on Sundays. You couldn't buy any, anything that was over a certain proof. You could, I mean, it, was, it got really rough well, at one not point. Not only that, you're like... I don't know if I like that beer. Well, tough. You're going to buy 24. You're going to buy zero. <laughs> well, maybe I'll buy my own and have it shipped here. No, you can't. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> it's hey, a lot better. Are you guys able to do a mead truck? Mead truck. I, oh, my God. That would make me so happy. <laughs> I think so, a mead truck would be badass, right? Yeah, and you could pull up to the Renaissance Festival, right? And you could run yeah, so, just you could park in the grass. You to, could go up to the castle on top of the <laughs> right. on top of Reading when they do the uh We could go up to kids baseball territory. Do, do never <laughs> never allow him any control over your marketing <laughs> or strategy. It's, it'll be fun for a well, week until could, you crash and burn. It, <laughs> it, it could, cops come. It could, it could also just dub as your delivery truck, right? You know, and then you fly the sides open, pull into the parties, and you know, go no, to the I'm, pig roasts. And... I'm sure there's a that <laughs> actually would be I'm, cool. I'm sure there's a permit somewhere on that website. 
It would let us do. Did I ever? <laughs> I think it would be awesome to it roll up to the pig roast, time. right? Jimmy, it would, fly the sides of the truck open. Did I ever tell you the story about they had a beer truck they used to bring to the Berks County Chamber events yeah. over at the picnic? Yeah. Hey, do you ever go to that? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. That beer when it got There's stolen? No. Oh. All right, so I'm not going to say the person's name. Uh, let's just say it rhymes with Schmalter Schmeth. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Schmalter got a little hammered. <laughs> And uh, he had a Suburban and the beer truck, like they were going to close it down at a certain time and he was having a, a lot of fun. So uh, he backed a Suburban up to it, hitched it to his, hitched the beer truck to his Suburban and left with oh. the beer truck. He stole the beer that. truck. <laughs> How that guy's not in prison from the yeah. stories that he's, I've been to personally and that he's told me, but yeah, stole the beer truck. So well, he I would probably I just borrowed it. Meat truck. <laughs> He probably borrowed it. You're saying he stole it. He probably just borrowed he it. He brought it back. Yeah, it was a little lighter. So but it was fine. Exactly. But it was fine. It was an Everything official was borrowing, fine. man. That's just... I just love that story. Only that. Only Schmalter Schmiedery. I think you should do a truck and just follow like soccer tournaments and stuff like that. And park just far enough away where the parents can come yep. over. Anywhere where a dad has to be. Yeah, oh, like too. like in Gettysburg when the annual soccer tournament's there, and there's like 30 oh, schools there. Yeah, there's like 30 yeah, yeah, schools yeah. there, right? It's crazy, or, man. Or 30 teams. Actually, they're not even affiliated with schools. It's all independent teams that are. Oh, in my personal opinion, the sickest son of a bitch on the planet is the person who has a first birthday party and does not serve alcohol. If you have a one-year-old birthday party and do not serve booze, you should be shot. Like you're the part of the problem that this is. Yeah. Like, you baby's cook. not gonna remember it. All right, it's there for us to get drunk. And, you, and <laughs> so, even when the baby remembers it, who cares? I don't care. I, don't care. <laughs> I want to not remember it. All right. <laughs> and I need. And if my that. kids watch this uh, podcast, they'll be like, "Yeah, that's dad." <laughs> he's, he's legit. He's legit. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh man! So all right. So I I, I have to ask. I, I got a little bit of your background. Not much, but I know you were in foods. But you mentioned his. What what is your background? So I uh, you can't really talk. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so obviously I live on a farm. So we've so I've farmed through most of my background. Okay. And that uh, so that gave us sort of the plant of where we were going to do it and then my professional background i've i've had some restaurants right so i've owned and operated some restaurants okay i've had um i've worked in and currently work in pharmaceuticals right so i and i've worked in different um different facets in pharmaceuticals huh. a lot of marketing i've, I've worked internally you know in, in the pharmaceutical industry so so are you still doing pharmaceuticals now or yes okay yes. So it's yeah, a different capacity. How do you go from farming to restaurants to pharma? Like, it seems like a, like some, well, I'll tell you what's interesting. Well, I'll, tell you what's, I'll tell you what's yeah, interesting here. though. Um, pharmaceutical companies are very intertwined with farming. Um, the, hmm. So like the, the seed genetics are owned by like Monsanto seeds and those guys. So it's, they're all owned by pharmaceutical I never companies. thought of it that way. Yeah. So they're, huh. they're, they're very intertwined. Okay. So, and, and the, uh, so long story short, I've really tried a lot of different industries. So, um, when Scott said this, I was like, well, geez, it's a little bit of marketing. We'll do it on the farm and see, see what we could make a run of it. And it's sort of, you know, and again, when we, when we decided to do this, this was not meant to be a get rich quick scheme. Right, it was. It was okay. We're going to be nice, of course. Yeah, would have been. Of nice. course, yeah, everybody <laughs> wants but the to thought. Train. The thought was, we're going to 
build a brand slow, let it build itself, work, you know, start small and, and go deep and then just build the layers outward. Do okay. what we're doing now, right? Start way to do it. You know, build your local support. Yep. Um, you know, get a little bit, little bit broader. You know, start working with the state stores, work with some other stores, build the brand, and then possibly do maybe a tasting room, do something, but grow it with, in you know, grow it, let it grow itself, not necessarily try to overdo it, right? Because we've we've all had experiences where we've thrown a lot at something and then get behind the eight ball and you're chasing numbers. Yep. Right. And so that was what we decided we weren't going to do. And if it takes, you know, years to get to where we may have been able to get earlier, well, that's okay because at least we know we're making a sustainable model. And you're not stuck with the, I call it the upside down triangle where you're constantly fighting to mm -hmm. chase debt. And yes. that's what we didn't want to do. Right? Nope. So we didn't want to take on any debt. And the, and the other thing that we were wanting to do is we didn't want to compromise the quality of anything, right? So we want to be able to age everything to the age that it needs to be aged to. Nice. We didn't want to have to put anything out that wasn't um, what we want to put out, right? So it's everything that we've that we've launched is what we wanted to launch and, and the quality that we want it to be. We haven't cut any corners. So obviously the bottles are, you know, good bottles. Even right down to the caps and the labels, right? Yep. Everything has been the, the highest quality. The honey that we use is the highest quality honey we can get our hands on, right? Everything. So we've cut zero corners and it's going to, it'll make us take time. And even down to the distributors that we end up working with, we're, we're being very cautious and, um, We've learned our lesson with that too. Like we're being very cautious and taking our time with that because hmm. once you make your, once you make those decisions, they're hard to change too, right? So, gotcha. So we're we're trying to take a plan where we're going slow and steady, and and smart, and not really take on much debt, so we can sort of make our decisions without any haste. Well, and that's why you know, kind of like when I said before, like we didn't want to spend money that we didn't have to. The reason was is so that we have the time to do this right and that we, you know, at the end of the day, we own our company because that, that's the other piece of it. You know, when you look at a lot of uh, uh, both alcohol and uh, food companies, uh, very often the people who started it, they'll own, a, they'll own that much. Yep. And, you know, they've got uh, venture capitalists and angel investors and everybody yep. like that telling them what to do because they don't have 50% anymore. We had a... Uh, or even close to 50%. You ever heard of Unique Pretzels? Yes. Mm -hmm. That they, they came on and told their story. And they're, uh, Billy, the, Billy and Justin are the owners. They're, they're good friends of mine. And uh, that had gotten so bad for exactly that reason. But theirs was different. Theirs was because it was such an old business. It mm -hmm. had generationally split so many times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. that They had yeah. 45 people that all owned gotcha. 5%. Like, you know, oh, it, was, it was insane. Like, it was, wow. And nobody, everybody was making $20,000 a year and had second jobs and nobody could grow it because nobody actually made any money at it. Oh. And Billy and Justin... Uh, Billy specifically, he decided it had gotten so slim that he said, I don't want to be a part of the family business. He goes, I know this is a multi-million dollar bakery, but what the best I can do is make $25,000 a year fighting with my family. He said, no. So we went to Wall Street and uh, his dad, Bill Sr., came back and said, hey, we need you. The family needs you. Like, come back from New York. Come and fix this and make it right. And he came back. He bought everybody out, consolidated ownership down to just him and his brother. And they went from a $3 million bakery to a, I think, what are they, about $60 million now? Wow. wow. $60 million bakery in 10 years. 
That's, that's awesome. That's serious. But what he, he tells me is he goes, we never could have done this. He goes, we never should have had to have done this. He right. said, the problem is we had diluted it so much yeah. that it was not a real business. It was this thing that we all took for granted that happened to make pretzels. And, but you're <laughs> right, but it's so easy to do. And it's even... I don't know if it's worse or better if it's family, but if it's angel investors, they expect return. Yeah, sure. they expect so much more. Like they're not just going to suckle at the teeth; they're going to demand. Sure. Yes. I mean, if it's venture capitalists, the same way. Oh, banks, venture capital is even worse. Bank, yeah, banks are going to stomp you. Like I mean, everybody. It's yeah. It's. I'd rather go very slow and be like, okay, well, I guess this isn't going to be the year, but still have it, and you know, and do everything right because we know. Listen. We make good stuff. We make stuff better than just about everybody else. Um, it is our, the ingredients we use, the way we make it, the care we put into it. I'm not saying that there's nobody else who can make what we make, but we make better stuff than most people. Nice. We've got good marketing. We've got good, good uh, packaging. We're smart guys. And we have a lot of experience. We'll make it. I, I'm, I'm not concerned about that. You know, the, we have set it up, though, so that we can, if it's going to take us five, ten years to really have this be super impactful, then it takes five, ten years. We can, we can survive it. Had we gone out and been like, oh, like, let's get all this equipment. Let's get, yep. you know, let's, let's hire all these consultants. Let's bring on this sales guy. Let's bring on, you know, the, you know I mean, trust me. I know how many ways there are you can spend money on this stuff. And if we had done that, we'd be sitting here going like, dude, wow, we just got to get this out there. We got <laughs> to get to $2 million like tomorrow. I, I, I know this. I know that. When I, I didn't want any part of it. When I started my first company, my wife told me I should look at investors. And I said, I want to be honest, I'd rather have 100% of the profits of a million dollar business than 10% of the profits of a $10 million business, 100%. even if they're the same number. Right. I was like, that's fine. Like, and that way, at least I can grow that million dollar business to $2 million and I still have 100%. I can right. never get back that 90. Mm. Um, so I, I applaud you guys. Like, it's a harder path, but it's a much better path. It's probably um, a little slower. It's, it's, it's a slower, slower path. path. You but you maintain have, control. I wouldn't say control it's harder. Everything. And you have, you have to be, um, you just have to be steady and, yeah, well, and we're all and I get because I get a little random. Sometimes. Well, isn't 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 life hard no matter what? Like everything's hard. Everything's uphill. It's like it. just choose your hard. Yeah, yeah. right. It's not really bad. about um, you know taking an easier route. It's just you're right. You know, well, yeah, there's also this. You know, when I was in my 30s, I was starting my other company. You're and, and I had um, I had one kid at that time, and he was basically a baby. My viewpoint of the world at that point was tremendously different than what it is now. Mm. You know, at 51, I look at things completely and utterly different. What's important now was not important then, and what's not important now was important then. And so I think that a lot of the stuff in the business, uh, and you know, Carmine's on the same page with me for just about everything. And so I, I think that if he and I had started this business when we were about 27, it would have been completely and utterly different. You know it would have been 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you'd be drinking the product well, we, well, we would, and yeah, trying yeah, to run yeah, the I, business. I, I, now you're just like more wise. Oh, it would have been one for you, one for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one for you, one for me, one for the customer. It's not that you don't drink it now, but you're much more responsible, right? <laughs> it's all a trade-off, though, because you're also, that, you're also, you're also no, tired no. now. <laughs> no, it's, it's, Choose, you your heart, man. Choose your heart, Choose your heart. Well, hey, I hate to do this, guys. We're going to take a break. Um, this guy, we're, we're going to take a break on this section. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back with part two. Um, would you guys mind if when we come back for part two, because we, we're going to separate this into two separate episodes. Can we do a tasting? Can I? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, try this. Yeah, absolutely. You don't mind? All right. No. Are no, you going to have some? I'm, no, no. I wasn't going to have any. Yeah, I wouldn't give you any. You're. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust you with alcohol. <laughs> you can have some. This might My turn man. into one of those ugly shows. It's, <laughs> they're all ugly shows. Have you watched this thing? It's a I, shit yeah, show. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back with part two. Tyler, guys, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, let's take a break and we'll be back. The Broken Agenda Podcast. Sponsored by Laughing Rock Technology. <laughs>